There is a ball. The world needs to know about it. I'm going to take my scripture from St. Matthew, chapter 22. Matthew 22, verse 15. Then went the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk. And they sent out unto him their disciples with Herodians, saying, Master, we know that thou art true, and teachest the way of God in truth. Neither carest thou for any man, for thou regardest not the person of men. Tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? Show me the tribute money. And they brought unto him a penny. And he saith unto them, Whose is this image and superscription? They say unto him, Caesar's. The religious leaders tried to entrap Jesus with a question regarding taxes. They really wanted him to say something against Caesar. I'm sure Jesus could have laid many charges against Caesar and the Roman government in general, if he wanted to. But that was never, that wasn't why Jesus came. He was never focused on the societal issues. He wasn't interested in that. The only time we find him berating anyone is when he was speaking of the religious leaders of the day. Spiritual issues were the only issues that he was compelled to address. Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. His only focus was the spiritual well-being of mankind. What we suffer today on earth is secondary. It's not as important to him. What's important to him is that we're ready for heaven. What's important to him is that we're born again. Just like we heard this morning, we have to have a start. And we want to endure to the end. I find myself addressing distractions the last few times I've been up here. Maybe I'm preaching to myself, I'm not sure. There's a lot of distractions. The voices seem to get louder and louder. We watch the news and we hear about different groups that are raising their voices for a cause. But what are we going to do? We must remain centered in the gospel. We need to be keep our, our eyes and our focus on the word of God. Some of these loud and boisterous groups may even have appeal to some. And for others, they're so adversely affected by the, those groups that they want to find another group to join or to uh, feel like they belong to, to be on the other side. It's frivolous. We all want to be, we want to feel like we fit in. I don't care how old you are. It starts in school, but it never stops. We want to feel like we fit in. 
We all have opinions. We all have, and so we will find people who think the same way we do. But what's the most important thing? We're here to keep the main thing the main thing. Yes? The gospel is the main thing. Or do we find ourselves speaking about when we're together? It's easy to talk about what's going on. Current events just easily come up. We want to be careful. Many of these groups, these loud voices, they're not very nice. They, they would uh, like to see people hurt. Physical violence, property destruction, emotional injury, discrimination, and more. Both sides. It doesn't matter which side. God would have us to pray for one another, not hate one another. God hates sin, not the sinner. And we should be the same. He would want us to pray for them that he would have mercy on their souls. We look at some and we go, that could never happen. That might have been me. People could have looked at me back in the late 80s and said, there's a lost cause. You don't know how the Lord's going to get to someone. We, we don't know how what someone's feeling on the inside just because of what you hear coming out from the outside. We want to pray for one another. We want to pray for those that despitefully use us. We want to pray for our enemies. That's biblical. A cause can't be a religion. A cause can't be our God. There's only one cause. The cause of Christ. I'm going to read... Uh, Paul's words from Ephesians chapter 3, starting at verse 14. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us and to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. There's a cause. Instead of convincing someone of our opinion, we need to convince people of Christ. The justice we seek is God's justice. There, are, there is injustice in the world, but there's only one answer for it. And that's Christ crucified. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, starting at verse 18. 
We must remember that when we share the gospel with someone, we may not like the result at first. We may not see a result. We may even be shunned. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek for, after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Christ is the answer. We hear it all the time. Have we become to the point where we think, well, you know, it's just like Sunday school. You get to ask a question, if you say Jesus, you're probably right 90% of the time. Right? It's true. Jesus is the answer. If you know that, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. You've experienced the power of the blood of Christ in your life. We want that for everyone, don't we? We hear today about the root cause. That's the, that's the latest thing, the root cause. They have all sorts of, you know, you, you hear, here's why this is happening, here's why that happened, here's why this. They have all the root causes. They're, they're all wrong. All of them. The root cause is sin. Simple. But that's too simple for some, because they read lots of books. It's sin. Too many are focusing on the symptoms. And they just start pointing fingers at each other. Who's the author of confusion? Satan. That's simple too. The root cause is sin, and the confusion that we see in the world is Satan. Keep it simple. We want to see revival in the church? Keep it simple. Jesus had a religious leader come to him. Nicodemus, you must be born again. That's the answer. To the Democrat, you must be born again. To the Republican, you must be born again. To those that hate the police, you must be born again. To those who support the police, you must be born again. To the policemen, you must be born again. I could go on. That's the answer, people. Where do you stand tonight? There's a bomb in Gilead. 
try to remember that last verse she sang because I wanted to use it. I'm not sure I can. You might not be able to preach like Peter or pray like Paul, but you can share the love of Jesus and that He died for all. We are to be ambassadors for Christ. Are we? Christ didn't dabble in current events. He came to seek and save that which was lost. The world needs Jesus. And honestly, so do we. We never stop needing Him. Some have never heard the gospel. There has been enough of time with people who have left churches and don't go anymore. They don't even know what the Bible is. They don't know who Jesus is. They just have been told to hate Him and anyone that believes in Him. Satan's deceitful. He's wicked. Sheep among wolves. It's true. We're in that right now. Who must we represent? We're to be ambassadors. How do we do it? We show his love to others. As a teacher in a public school, I can't say much, but I can care. I can be respectful even when I disagree. I do surveys of my students at the end of every year that are anonymous. I had a student write something in there that said that they knew I disagreed with their lifestyle but they appreciated how professional I was. We need to care. If you don't care, if you can't show someone you care, they're not going to listen to a word you say. We need to uphold biblical principles. That's an ambassador for Christ. But we better know the Word of God before we start saying much. Share Christ crucified. Why did He die? They need to know. We need to be reminded. It's good to rehearse that and pray. I wrote pray three times. The soldier of Christ is strongest when they're on their knees. Where do we get our strength from? We don't pump iron. I know I don't. It's pretty obvious. Where do we get our strength from? There's strength in the name of the Lord. There's power in the name of the Lord. We find it in God's Word. Not only do we find that soldiers are strengthened there, they're enlisted on their knees. Maybe you're not a soldier yet, but you have an opportunity tonight to become an ambassador for Christ. 
You have an understanding, you have an opportunity to understand what that song meant, a balm in Gilead. To understand the peace of God coming into your heart. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. You have the opportunity to become an ambassador for Christ. And if you are already, Lord, help us. We need the strength. We need the Spirit of God. We need to be sanctified. We need to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We need those things. We need the Lord to help us each and every day. We can't do it without Him. The song is 438. Won't you come forward and pray?